You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. What's up, guys? Welcome to Packers Total Access Chalk Talk Edition. Just want to say good Sunday morning to you. We're uh, just going to kind of get in here and break down a little bit of film from the Packers-Seahawks uh, game uh, yesterday, right? And we're going to do this a little bit different than we're going to do during the season. You know, when we do Chalk Talk during the season, the goal is to kind of show those impact plays from a different angle, to show it from a sense of how did the game flow, why were decisions made at specific moments, right? that type of thing. You know, we're going to cover the the key importance of the middle eight and turnover differential, all those different things. Um, but where we're still in the preseason, we're going to gear it more around uh, certain aspects of the game, you know, the running game, the defensive front, uh, Jordan Love, like that. So what we've done is coupled them together, not in order, but just tried to put them in a, in a, in a fashion where you can kind of see, okay, here are the Jordan Love plays that stood out to me. Okay, here are the running plays that stood out to me. Here are the defensive front plays that stood out to me, okay? Um, just to kind of give people a little bit better uh, viewpoint, maybe understanding on, okay, what did these players do well? And are they kind of on the roster, you know, on the roster bubble, if you will? So let's just waste no time. Let me just say hi to everybody in the chat here first. What's up, Adam? First in here, man. Jacob in the house. Appreciate you guys joining, man. I'm trying to get woke up. I slept in this morning, and it was absolutely glorious. Absolutely glorious. So see here, we got overpowered by funk. In the house says, sup, dog. So I, I don't know if he's trying to get me to say up, dog, or what's up, dog. Anyway, sup, dog. <laughs> Been digging your show since I found your channel a couple weeks back. Keep up the good work. Hey, man, appreciate the kind words for sure, dude. Uh, let's see. Gerald Lee said, Lucas or Luke Ness monster. Love it, love it, love it. And then Adam says, interested to see how certain players blocked 
on some of the winning offensive plays. There's a little bit of that. It's hard, man. I think I broke down – I can't remember how many plays I broke down, and it's going to be really, really difficult to keep this under an hour. We're going to do everything we can. But, uh, yeah, I wish we could have included more. But there's definitely a few uh, a few blocking clips in there. Zach Tom on one specific play that's, that's really exciting for sure. And then Kevin says, good morning from Scotty. Hey, good morning, buddy. Appreciate you dropping by. Let's do it. Let's waste no time, guys. Let's jump right into it. I'm going to share the, street, uh, share the screen here, and let's – geek out over a little bit of chalk talk here. All right. So first play I wanted to show was an 11A strong left doubles off stack, right boot left Z jet wheel double crosser Y leak. Let's talk about what all that means real quick. Okay. First of all, 11 ace, one running back, one tight end, right? Strong left. The tight end is on the left side of the formation. That makes it the strong side. Okay. Doubles off. What's that mean? It's a two by two set. Say you got two targets on each side of the center, and the Y is off the line of scrimmage, right? If he was up here on the ball, we would say Y on, which, of course, that means this guy would have to step back, right, off of the line. So that's what the um, doubles off means. And then we're going to go stack right. What's that mean? It's just a stack formation. Some people wouldn't even call this stack. They just call it close splits. But, I, you know, typically stack is when – the receiver is directly by behind another receiver or a tight end is directly behind another receiver or vice versa. These are close enough. I'm not worried about a half a yard. You know, I, I try not to get too caught up in all of those exact details, but this is what I would call a stack right, okay, where the wide receivers are stacked on top of each other. Boot left. Boot left is real simple. We're going to run a naked boot left, okay? Now, why is it naked? It's naked because you don't have any blockers kicking back here to protect Jordan Love. It's going to be him by himself, and he knows that. He recognizes that right off the bat, and that's uh, that's why it's called a naked boot left. I just put boot left for the, uh, for the sake of uh, saving on a few more words here. Z-Jet, what does that mean? Z-Jet simply means this wide receiver right here is the Z receiver. He's going to come across in jet motion, okay? That's all that means. Now, Z-Jet will. Let's talk about that. He's going to come across, and he's going to turn this into a wheel route and go right up the sideline, okay? That's the Z-Jet will. Double crosser. This one's going to be a little bit deeper. I'm going to show it shallow so it don't go off the screen. You're going to have a crosser route, right? And he's going to have another crosser underneath a little more shallow, right? And then a Y-Leak. Musgrave's just going to kind of block, chip, and then get out here in space. And to me, that looks like a choice route, okay? And then, of course, uh, the running back, it's more more about run blocking, and then he's going to try to leak out in the middle. But I don't even think he was in on the play. I think it was more of one of those things that if Jordan needed him, he would go to him. So, again, the play call is 11 ace, strong left, doubles off, stack right, boot left, Z-Jet will, double crosser, wide leak. Let's roll the tape. First thing I want you to notice, there's the Z-Jet. It's Jaden Reed, right? You see, you see the, uh, the defense adjust. Here comes the play action boot. Now here's the naked boot, right? Right here's what I want you to key in on. Look what Jordan sees right off the bat. He's got a defender here, right? So normally what you would want to do on this boot is you would want to really get out here, right? And there's an option to run for the quarterback. For the most part, though, you're trying to get the defense to suck up on the play action, which they did. If you notice right here, look at these guys. They're, I mean, they don't know what to do. They're all over the place, right? And then, of course, you've got that crosser uh, coming in over top of all of these guys. OK, so Jordan's looking at that defender and I want you to watch what Musgrave does here. First of all, this defender here realizes, oh, crap, I've got to cover Jaden Reed. That clears out for Musgrave. I love that Musgrave doesn't get too far uh, or too close to the sideline and he gives Jordan space to make this throw. But look, Jordan rolling left, going to square up just a little flick of the wrist. It's a pretty ball right there. 
he gives Musgrave plenty of room to work. And, of course, you see the yak right there. Beautiful gain. I think it was for about 12 yards. Let's watch it again. Again, I want you to watch that defender on the left side. There's the boot. He comes free, right? So what's Jordan looking at? He's already – look how quick he gets his eyes around. He's already looking here, right? Now, he's got a couple of options. He could have hit Malik Heath right here. Christian Watson, the safety, kind of goes with him. And with Jordan kind of flowing away from him, that's going to be a hard throw to make, right? So we're not – that's not even really an option. Musgrave's just going to get out here and almost kind of sit down. That's why I think it was a choice route, right? And, of course, up that sideline, you've got Jaden Reed, who's clearing out that other backer or that safety, whichever it was, all right? So let's watch Jordan Love. His eyes are on that defender. Watch him square up. And look at this flick of the wrist, guys. As soon as he sees 39, you remember Aaron talking about this all the time. See 39 right here? He said if typically in man coverage, and this isn't man right here, or at least it's not the man that's, that's supposed to be covering Luke Musgrave, typically when their back's turned, he said, if I see numbers, I'm throwing it. He said, I'll put it right by their ear, right, if I see numbers. His back's turned. Jordan knows this is a safe throw. Look how Jordan drops the uh, – the throw angle, angle, the arm angle, to get this ball around 42 as well. And, again, it's just a flick of the wrist, man. That's a pretty pass. Look, it sets Musgrave up so he can cut it back in. And then, of course, Musgrave hits the sideline for probably another seven yards after the catch. Really, really nice play. Again, watch this. I want you to really key in on Jordan Love. I'm going to slow it down to 25%. Watch this flick of the wrist, guys. Look at that ball. This dude has got some serious arm talent. I mean, and and again, it's going to come down to decision-making and all those things to determine how well he does this year. But his arm talent is there. You can see it plain and clear. I'm really excited to see uh, Jordan Love and what he does this year. All right, next play call. This one was really, really fun, okay? So this is an 11-ace, tight right, Z-wing, mid-zone, check to X fade. All right, what does that mean? Once again, 11-ace, ace is simple. It's just a one-syllable word for, for a single bite. Single back, okay? Here's your one tight end. There's your one running back, or I should say one running back, one tight end. That's 11 ace, tight right. See how everybody's in here tight, okay? Z wing, that's your guy right there, okay? He's playing Z wing, wing back, which is basically in between the tackle and the uh, tight end, but behind him. So he's not, if he was lined, lined up on the outside, then you may just call it Z off, Z tied off, but it's Z wing. And what they're going to run is a mid zone, okay? This play call, is designed to be a mid-zone, which basically means it's going to be a zone run up the middle, and he's going to kind of pick his spot and try to find a lane, right? So everybody at the line at this point right here knows it's mid-zone, okay? And you're probably going, what's the check to X fade? I'm going to show you. First of all, the X receiver is right here. That's Christian Watson. That's what we call the boundary X. Remember, we talked about this. I'm going to, I'm going to outline it for you right now. The ball is on the left hash. That's the short side of the field. This over here is the short side of the field. Okay, he's the X receiver because he's on the line of scrimmage and he's opposite side of the tight end. That makes him what we call boundary X. This is isolation, guys. That's what this is all about here is isolation. So look at Jordan right here. What is he looking at, right? He comes up and he checks the front. Typically what you're doing as an offense is you're cutting the field completely in half, right? So let's cut it in half. Now look at the hat count, gang. Look at the hat count. You've literally got two defenders over here. This defender is not going to affect Christian Watson whatsoever. You've got a third receiver or third defender here. Unless as soon as the ball is snapped, he just beelines to this corner. Then guess what we have here? We have an isolation play between Christian Watson and this DB right here. 
and you can already see how Christian's towering over him. Like this is the mass, the matchup you're you're wanting, right? The mismatch you're wanting. This is what Greg Cosell talks about when he says elimination and isolation. Okay, Jordan Love's comes to the line. What's he doing right here when he's looking at all these defenders? He's eliminating what we're not going to do. He sees that this box over here, guys, this is pretty well stacked. Wouldn't you agree? It's going to be hard to run right here, right? So elimination, let's eliminate that from the playbook right now, right? Where is your isolation at? Your isolation is down here, okay? Again, this safety, if he beelines over, then you don't have the matchup you want. But Jordan knows he's already out of position, right? So this was a mid-zone call, and they check to X fade, which you guys know a fade route is real simple. He's just going to kind of give him a little stutter, and he's going to try to get out here, and we're going to hit a back shoulder fade, all right, a back shoulder throw. He knows if he can sell him and make this DB turn his back to him, then it's game over, right? Watch Jordan right here. We're going to try to zoom in and show you Jordan check at the line here. All right, see him looking over? Right here, he's making the check. Okay, it doesn't matter if everybody gets it because it's just a quick pass. The main the main concern is offensive linemen uh, getting too far downfield and being called for an ineligible downfield, right? An in ineligible receiver downfield. So you got to kind of watch for that. But the ball's coming out quick. It doesn't really even matter. And it's a zone run. It's not like it's duo or power where someone's really trying to get down the field quick. That's why it's so important to do what Matt Lafleur talks about all the time, which is marry up the run to the pass. Okay, watch Jordan. He's going to check right here. See, he calls out the sign. Guys, it looks like he's telling these guys, right? Hey, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. No, he is communicating with Christian Watson right now, right? And there's one final key to this communication. Watch him turn at the last second. See, he's making hand signals right there. When he looks at Christian Watson right there, what he's telling Christian Watson is back shoulder fade. Here comes the jump ball, buddy, right? Check to X fade. Let's roll the tape. Watch him come out. Quick, quick drop, plant that back foot, and he's just going to toss it up. Again, look at Christian Watson already working the outside. Beautiful play. Back shoulder throw. That's a touchdown. Those are the things that Aaron did last year. Sometimes they worked. Sometimes they didn't, right? When they didn't, it was Aaron's refusing to run uh, Matt LaFleur's offense. When they worked, it's we got lucky there, right? <laughs> it just amazed me how – that kept getting brought up, that Aaron's changing the play at the line. These are what they talk about, that Jordan Love has complete command over the offense, and he can check to whatever he wants to, whenever he wants to. That's why I was saying this offseason, man, I hope y'all don't go at Jordan the same way you did Aaron because I'm telling you, he's going to be checking at the line. There's no way you're not taking this matchup. I mean, look, again, this is a good look right here, and then we'll move on to the next play. Look at the center of the field, guys. Look at that. Now look at the hat count. One, two, and then, of course, there's a third off the screen. That's it. You've got the matchup you want over there, right? And, and that's another thing, too. Jordan could have flipped this play. He could have actually flipped this play and said mid-zone left, and guess what would have happened? This guy would have blocked him. He would have got, got out here. It would have been hard for the center to get you know a block down on him, so you might have had to cut it up in. But Jordan Love made the perfect check at the line. Let's watch the throw one more time. You can see some of the guys on the right still think it's a run. They're not looking for a pass at all, right? Beautiful back shoulder throw. I think I think only three people really knew about that play, that it was being called, and that was Jordan Love, Christian Watson, and the running back. I really do. Because see, you see the running back ain't looking for the ball now, right? He's just kind of just there to, to protect uh, Jordan if someone does come free quick enough. But beautiful play, man. I wish, I wish we would have had a little bit better ball, to be honest with you. 
but that's okay though. You know, it, everything isn't going to be perfect. I wish you to put a little, a little more on it, but again, it's a touchdown. This next play, I'm not even calling out the personnel or anything. I just want you to watch this. I tried to find the old Brett Favre clip where Brett Favre threw a, uh, a stiff arm on a guy, and it, it it's immediately what I thought of when I seen this play. I want you to key in on Jordan Love, all right? He's going to have a defender come free, right? Not really come free, but he's going to beat his guy. I want you to key in right – I believe it's this guy right here, okay? Watch him come free, and we're going to go super slow motion. I want you guys to see this. This is freaking awesome. Watch, he beats this guy. I think that's Josh he's beating him, if I remember correctly. No, it might be Walker. I can't tell by the jersey. Look at this. Look at that stiff arm, boys. Are you serious? Look at this. Get down, big fella. Trying to make a play here. Put the ball in his left hand and stiff armed him with his right. Then comes back to the throwing hand and just a little flick of the wrist. And it's an incomplete pass, but look at look at this throw running across it, going across his body. It's a safe throw, too. You definitely don't want to miss high right there, right? I thought that was really cool seeing that, um, seeing that uh, that stiff arm. Let's watch it one more time, just for the heck of it. I, I loved it. Again, he feels the pressure. He's still steady in the pocket. All right, we're gonna bail right now. He got to about his third or fourth read. Look at that. And that's where those large hands come in handy, man. Being able to just throw that ball into the left hand, throw a little baby stiff arm, and then of course the flick of the wrist across the body. I think we're going to have a lot to uh, to enjoy watching this year from Jordan Love. To me, he seems like he's protecting the ball well, too. When he makes a throw like that, even though it's incomplete, that was still a safe throw. It really was. Let's move on to the next play. We got 12-gun, strong right, shift to balance, T-left, RPO, bubble read. This is actually Sean Clifford here, okay? And this is a, this is a really cool play as well. All right, it's 12-gun. What's that mean? Quarterback's in the shotgun, right? You've got two tight ends, so it's – one running back, two tight ends. There's your 12 gun. Strong right. Both tight ends were lined up on the on the right side of the field. Shift to balance. What does that mean? It's real simple. We went from strong right, and now we're going to shift to balance. So you see Tucker Craft's going to come over, and he's going to set up shop right here. That now makes it a balanced look, okay? It makes it a two-by-two two look. So just wanted to point that out, that that's what shift to balance means. Now, we got T left. Why don't we have T weak, right? Because once the shift is complete, we're in a balanced set. Now you have to specify what side the running back is on as opposed to opposite of the strong side. Anytime it's a balanced set, you'll say T left or T right as opposed to T strong or T weak. Okay. And we got an RPO bubble read. I'm going to bring Tucker Craft on over here. You'll see he sets up. All right. This is what this play is. This is what we call an RPO bubble read. What does that mean? It's a run pass option. RPO stands for run pass option. So basically we're going to put the ball into the belly of the running back here. Okay. And the plan is to go zone right with the run. Okay. If, if we decide to run the, uh, the run aspect of the RPO, but what you're going to notice is Sean Clifford is going to be looking out here. Okay. He's looking out here. He's looking at this defender and he's probably looking at this defender. Now, you can see this linebacker is already looking back, trying to communicate with the safety. Hey, look, I need you to come up. What he's basically saying is I need you to come up here and help with the flat, right? I don't think it happens on this play, to be honest with you. But, again, the play is going to be RPO bubble read. This running back is going to come over. If those guys don't show any kind of threat out here, what do you have? You have a hat count, right? Look at the hat count. One on one. you got Tucker now. We're 90% sure this guy's firing. If this guy doesn't fire and he drops out here, guess what Sean Clifford does? 
He keeps the ball in the belly of the running back, and we run zone right, okay? But instead, this guy does fire, okay, leaving the hat count that we want, which is a two-on-one, right? And if this guy doesn't break and this guy doesn't break down quick enough, then it's just going to be an easy game. I mean, it's a first and 10 play already. You're going to pick up five yards easy on this play, right? So let's roll it forward. RPO, bubble read. Now, what's a bubble? Let me explain this real quick. A bubble read basically is these guys, whether they run it or not, their assignment stays the same. He's going to come out here and block down on this guy, and then Tucker Craft is going to run what we call a bubble, okay? Fire it in there if it's there, and then up the sideline, you got the hat count, okay? Let's watch the play develop. First of all, bad snap. I'm almost I'm I'm 90% sure that was Josh Myers with the bad snap. You don't want to see that. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but look at this snap. Kudos to Sean Clifford saving the play there. He's got to catch that thing off his kneecap, pick it up, and now he's still got to decide where we're going with the ball. That's not fair to the quarterback game. Like it, it's getting to the point now with these bad snaps from from uh, from Josh Myers, and I'm I'm pretty sure it was Josh Myers. I think it was number seventy one. It's hard to tell. I don't have the all twenty two tape. I've learned the hard way that you can't get access to the all twenty two unless you're in the good old boys club, and that's just something I'm not going to be in. Evidently, <laughs> I've asked around, and the people that have access to it don't want to uh, don't want to share it, and that's totally cool, man. I get it. You know, it's a uh, it is what it is. But anyway, um, we'll do the best we can with the TV copy that we got. All right. So if you guys are listening to this and you know someone or you have access to the All-22 early, let me know. I've got it through Game Pass, which it releases days later. Anyway, Sean. Uh, so Sean Clifford had to pick that ball up off his kneecap, fake the, fake the handoff to the running back, or maybe give it to the running back, and he's looking right here. That's where he's looking. That's what's going to determine whether we go to this bubble or not. All right. It's really more of a flat than a bubble, but I would still call it an RPO bubble read. Roll it forward. Look at the hat count, guys. You see this guy crashed, right? Look how far out of out of position this guy is. He's he's peeking in here too. So what do you have? You've got a two-on-one out here. All right. Let's roll it. Beautiful throw by Sean Clifford. Gives Tucker Craft a chance. You'd like to see Malik Heath throw a better block, but look at Tucker Craft with a stiff arm. That got me excited too. To, to Let me go back here. I want to go back to it one more time. Watch Tucker Craft on this play. This is what you're expecting from Tucker Craft with that big body. He's going to get out here and make the catch. And a nice stiff arm here at the end of the play. And look, without – I mean, he does. He, he picks up, you know, a good six, seven yards after contact. Guys, that's huge. It's absolutely huge. Okay? All right, next play. This time we got an 11A strong right, Z-Jet, zone left, or duo, okay? I put the question mark. I could see some people arguing that it's duo. I could see some people arguing that it's zone, all right? Um, we're not going to get caught up into too much of that. Duo basically is downhill vertical power, okay? Meaning, you know, on a power play, typically a guard may pull over to another lane, right? Or, or a tackle may pull over to another lane and, and lead block. In this case, or with, with duo's sake, they're not switching lanes. They're not jumping a gap. They're simply trying to block downhill as quick as possible, blow them off the ball, and get to the next level and hit another guy. It is considered a gap a gap assignment blocking scheme, okay? Like I said, in zone, that happens as well, too. It's just not as aggressive. I, I could see this being called zone left or duo, but we're just going to leave leave it up there to the, uh, to the listeners, to the viewers to decide. 11A, strong right, Z-Jet, zone left, or duo, okay? 
Now, first of all, 11 ace, one running back, one tight end. We had the bunch set, right? So this is very similar to bunch nasty X. Now, as we run it, though, we're going to have a little Z-Jet, okay? So basically, Christian Watson's going to come across the formation on a Z-Jet, and what he's looking to do is lead block out here. These guys are looking to get out here and throw a block, okay? So I think it, it might have – that's what made me think it was probably a zone is because it looks like it's probably outside zone, okay? The only problem is um, this, this offensive lineman right here is going to get blown off the ball. And again, without the all 22, and I, and I don't have the jersey numbers completely remember, uh, memorized. It's number 63. I should have had it pulled up, but I didn't. Um, so watch him get blown off the ball. And that's what, what's going to happen is that's going to force this running back, once he gets blown off the ball, to cut it back inside. Okay. So that, I want you to focus on that. And then we'll come back and I want to show you what Zach Tom does, which is really exciting. So here you go. There's your Z Jet. Here's your zone left. Right, look at 63. He he already gave up the edge. So AJ Dillon's gonna cut it back in. Great cut by AJ Dillon and just annihilates number eight. Bang. Put his pug completely in the mud. I love it. Now, let me go back. Remember, I mentioned Zach Tom. Zach Tom's been impressing the heck out of me at right tackle, man. I've really enjoyed watching him play. Zach Tom's right here. He's the reason this play goes, guys. Watch him this whole play. Look at him get out there, right? You see him, and he's He's not only going to push this guy out, but he's going to get this. This backer is going to get sucked up too. And as he's pushing his guy, it's going to basically take the backer out of the play as well. And that's what's going to give that cutback lane to AJ Dillon. All right, watch watch Zach Tom. And the next angle, you're going to see Zach Tom really, really well right here. Again, AJ Dillon lowering the pads, running hard. Got good burst this year too. Everything I've seen in the preseason shows really good burst. Let's go back to Zach Tom. Check Zach Tom out right here. This man. It's coming downhill, and he's ready to hurt somebody. Look at him. Now, some people go, oh, you're not allowed to block him in the back. Look, look how he keeps his, his mass centered on the defender. You're not going to get called for hold if you – I mean, the, the refs are looking at the angle. Yeah, he's technically pushing him in the back, and he's probably got a little bit of jersey, but he, he played it so technically sound, there's no way they're going to throw that flag. Look at this. I mean, he, he is taking number 95 for a ride. I believe that's 95. And look how the backer gets caught up. Gives a complete lane there for A.J. Dillon. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value Jordan Love card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. 
Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. A.J. Dillon looks like he picks up, yeah, eight or nine yards after contact. That's the old A.J. Dillon that we want back right there. Let's move on to the next play. 11 ace, Z stack, strong right, Z jet sweep. All right, let's talk about what that means. First and foremost, 11 ace, one running back, one tight end. I'm pretty sure this is DeGuar out here. It looks like it's 81. So you got DeGuar is going to be kind of the lead blocker. All right, so there's your 11 ace, one running back, one tight end. Z stack, remember what we talked about that stack set? They ran a lot of that uh, last year. They're doing it again this year. So your Z in this situation is right here. It's going to be Jaden Reed, okay? So Z stack, and we're going strong right, of course, is your uh, your tight ends on the right side of the formation. We're going Z jet sweep, okay? So it's going to be a jet sweep to Jaden Reed. What I really want you to key in on, is DeGuara has a really good rep here, and so does uh, Christian Watson. They do a good job kind of setting the edge. But look at the quickness from Jaden Reed. These are the things that defenses are going to have to deal with. Notice – let me let me reel it back. I want to talk about the hat count one more time here, okay? Look at the hat count, okay? When they came out, they're trying to match up, you know, a hat on a hat, right? Let's do this again. We're on the right hash, okay? So let's cut the field in half, and let's do a hat count, all right? You've got one, two – three and of course the guy with the ball is going to be four right now let's look at the defenders over here you're going to have one two three four all right so you've got a hat on a hat that's what you're looking for you'd love to play plus one but this safety's so far off you're going to pick up anywhere from you know five to five to ten to maybe even 15 yards with this play let's watch it let's roll the tape Watch DeGuar at the bottom. Look at him get out. He knows I got to seal outside. He does a great job placing himself out there. Decent block. Could have been better. Look at Christian Watson holding up at the point of attack. Jaden Reed cutting the corner. Beautiful game. That was textbook Z-Jet right there, guys. Textbook Z-Jet. All right, let's move on to the defensive side of the ball, okay? And I'll tell you, it, it was fun to watch this defense yesterday. It was. It was fun to watch Kenny Clark and TJ Slayton do their thing. I thought Lucas uh, Lucas Van Ness had a great day as well. Carrington Valentine looked promising. Um, you know, he dropped an interception. Again, to me, that's not a negative play. I know people are like, oh, that's ridiculous. you got to be able to make the interception. That, that's great and all. We would love to have the turnover. But, guys, you can't, you can't deny the fact that it, the way he broke on the ball 
uh, it was just a solid play. But I can't remember in what order we did these plays, but we'll just kind of roll through it and figure it out as we go. But we've got a big nickel, 245-7217 over, okay? What does that mean? First of all, big nickel. Remember me talking about big nickel, right? Your 245. There's your two down linemen. Here are your four linebackers. Why is it big nickel? I'm pretty sure this is a safety. It could be a corner. Regardless, he's playing bit what we call big nickel. Why, why is that so important? If you look on the opposite side of the ball, what personnel are they in, guys? Two running backs, one tight end. They're in 21 personnel. This typically triggers our base. Now, I don't know what point of the game this was in. It could have been getting close to a two-minute warning, so you don't want to get caught on the field with your base defense. So they might have went big nickel. That's what I'm talking about, that we may see more big nickel. OK, um, even if the the quote unquote big nickel is a corner, you know, someone like a Keyshawn Nixon or whatever, it's still to me, I consider it big nickel when they play in the box like that. Right. Uh, and traditionally, big nickel simply means you're replacing one of those corners with the safety. But we know uh, within this defense, the corner, the DBs have to be pretty versatile. All right. So that's the uh, play call. Now, what what is over mean? Seven two one over. Let's talk about that. You've got Van Ness in a seven. You've got our boy T.J. Slayton in a two, and you've got Kenny Clark in a one, and then you got Preston in what I would consider a seven. Some would say a wide nine, okay? Now, what does over mean? That's simply when the D tackle on the strong side of the formation, okay, is in a three tech, and the D tackle on the weak side of the formation is in a one tech. So, again, where's the strong side of the formation? We're going strong right here. So the D tackle on the, on the strong side of the formation is Kenny Clark. He's in a one tech. Okay. He's in a, or I'm sorry, he's in a three tech. So he's in a three tech. And then um, on the weak side, you've got the one tech from our boy, TJ Slayton. That makes it what we call an over front. So big nickel, two, four, five, 72, 17 over. All right. That's going to be your front. Let's watch the play roll. I want you to key in on Kenny Clark, really pay attention to Kenny Clark here. I'm pretty sure this is the play. Watch him blow this up right off the bat. Now I'm going to zoom in here. Key in. I'm pretty sure this is it. I hope this is it. Watch Kenny. Look at Kenny up top. Watch this punch right here, okay? Don't take your eyes off him. We'll come back to the rest of the play. Take your eyes off the ball for just a second, okay? Watch Kenny Clark up there. Look at him blow that guard back, guys. That's not the body the body lean you're looking for. That's not, that's not a bad level right there. <laughs> Kenny just annihilates this play. I mean, annihilates it. Now, I'm going to go back just a touch. I want you to key in now on Lucas Van Ness. These are the reason this play got blew up, are these two guys right here. You wouldn't even know it if you're following the ball, right? But watch Van Ness, who's going to simply kind of do a little a little move and get inside. He knows that Quay has outside contain here, okay? So Quay's going to set the edge for him. That allows Lucas Van Ness to do what he does so well, which is play on the interior of the defensive line. Even though he's lined up at edge in a seven tech, he's working the inside shoulder. Kenny's going to blast this guard off the ball. Blow that up. Van Ness is going to get in here, and it's going to force the running back to cut back. And then you'll see who uh, comes in and makes the play. But let's roll it. Watch Van Ness now. Look how quick Van Ness is. Good little move there. Force the running back back. And look at Kenny just absolutely blow it up, man. Kenny looking like a dog yesterday. This is an even better view of these two guys. Again, let's watch it. Kenny, Van Ness, okay? Watch them on this play. And, again, T.J. Slayton had a good game, but look look at Kenny. Just, I mean, <laughs> that poor guard had no chance. Look at this shot right here. I want this to be the new screensaver. Look at him and look at him. More importantly, look at this guy <laughs> and look at this guy. 
I, I would love to be a fly on the freaking wall in their offensive meeting room today. I bet I bet the offensive line coach is eating their lunch going, guys, we can't be doing this. Are you serious? <laughs> Kenny blasts the offensive lineman, and Van Ness wins with speed and leverage on the inside. Again, forcing the running back back. People say, oh, Van Ness needs to make that play, guys. He was, he was so far out of position, but he knows that Quay Walker was coming up to set the edge for him, right? And then, of course, Kenny comes in and cleans it up. Quay did an excellent job getting down there and uh, and setting the edge. So good rep there all around from the defense. All right, next play. This is a first and 10 play. We're running what we call a 34 jam. Okay, 34 jam. What's that mean? You got three down linemen. That's I'm pretty sure that's Devontae Wyatt. That's TJ Slayton. That's Kenny Clark. Okay, there's your three uh, down linemen. What does jam mean? Jam is typically it, there's two elements to it. The the main two elements are your nose tackle is lined up shade or a zero technique where he's directly across from the center. Okay. And the, the second element is you've got a five man front. Okay. That's what we call a jam front. Okay. And the other aspect, it doesn't always apply. They may be playing a, a half a gap off or maybe an eye technique instead of a straight two, but typically in a 34 jam front, you're going to have that five, those five line, five, a five man front. Okay. On the line of scrimmage. You're going to have your nose tackle playing zero, but you're also going to have your two guards playing two techniques, which basically means they're, I'm sorry, your two, your other two defensive linemen playing directly over the guards, which are, are considered a two technique. Okay. Remember the even numbers are on the offensive line, zero over the center, two over the guard, four over the tackle if they're directly across from them. Okay. So it's basically a five man front 34 jam um, with the nose tackle and the zero, the guards covered to two and it's a five-man front. Let's roll the tape, and I want you to key in on one person right here for me. Look at T.J. Slayton. We're going to roll it back. You guys have heard me talk about T.J. Slayton, right? Uh, and, and I've talked about him at nauseum. I'm sure people are going, he better show up, Clayton. I hope he does. I hope this, this, this carries over into the regular season because he's been playing lots out. Really key in on T.J. Slayton. I'm going to take it down to 25% because I want you to watch how quick he gets off this ball. I'm going to try to pause it. Look at this, guys. That – First-round pick, Devontae Wyatt, and absolute stud of a defensive lineman, veteran, savvy veteran, Kenny Clark. And look at how far T.J. Slayton is already into this play. Look how he gets his hands on that center as soon as the ball snapped. Like, he has moved before these offensive linemen are even out of their stance. I was talking about this earlier today. I actually mentioned it in the Packernet After Dark uh, Discord channel that – T.J. Slayton's burst off the ball was just – it's its night and day from last year. Let's roll it forward. Look at that. He's already got the center on his heels because he's got that quick burst. And then guess what? Guess who makes the play? Kenny holds the point of attack. And look who it is. The person I'm referring to is Gravedigger 2.0, T.J. Slayton. He wears 93. He's bigger than a truck. And watch T.J. Slayton get up right here, man. This this made me come up off the couch. Absolutely come up off the couch. Watch T.J. Slayton. He knows what it means. Pull the shovel out with that grave digger celebration. Absolutely fired me up. And this is the best part. Watch him look over to the sideline after he did the grave digger. Look, Leroy Butler was on the sideline too, they said. But look, look at T.J. Slayton. Look back at him. <laughs> Love it, man. Dude's playing with attitude. He looks like he's taking a step. Uh, that's your nose tackle, guys. And what that does is it frees up Kenny Clark to be able to play out here in these isolation matchups. They're going to have to choose sooner or later. 
Are we going to double team this big boy number 93 or are we going to double team Kenny Clark? And in this case, when you put him out there in one of those wider techs, right, whether it's a two or a three, see like this angle, it almost looks like a three, but when you really draw the line across, you can tell it's, it's a direct two. But remember, Michael Lombardi said everybody thinks they got a three technique and 90% of the league doesn't have a good three technique. Kenny Clark is that guy that we want to be the three technique. And again, he's playing a two right now, but it's the same type of principle. What you're looking to do is get an isolation play. When you play these wide edges, right, what you're forcing is isolation. You're forcing him to block him, or I should say him to block him rather. And now he's got to handle Kenny because when you're playing zero, guess who's got to handle the nose, right? So you're forcing isolation plays, whether it's a run or the pass, Um when you show these five-man fronts, it's absolutely huge. And there's going to be occasions where you drop some of these guys out, right? Like he may drop out, Van Ness may drop out, right? Um, that's going to happen from time to time. But, again, the bad rep here is Devontae Wyatt. Devontae Wyatt continues to struggle. You guys know I was talking about the end of the year. He kind of turned it on. It seemed like things clicked. He's taking a step back this preseason. And, again, it's just preseason. Just like we need to curb the enthusiasm of some of the positive plays, we got to curb the uh, the negativity when it comes to the negative plays too. But there's no two ways about it. Devontae Wyatt has struggled. You'll watch him on this rep. He doesn't have good leverage. Again, watch, watch our boy TJ get off the ball. Absolutely blows it up from the get-go. And you see Devontae's trying to get inside. But, look, Devontae ends up on the ground. I mean, he just gets beat, right? That's not a good look for Devontae Wyatt. Not a good look at all. But, again, look at Kenny holding the point of attack. The edge does a good job forcing it. And then, of course, Gravedigger 2.0 coming in to make the play and finish it off. Beautiful play. It was a lot of fun to watch. And, again, TJ Slayton with the Gravedigger celebration makes it all the worthwhile. All right, up next, nickel 245. We got a 7537 front. It's going to be man coverage, what we call cover one drop. Okay, what's cover one drop? Let's talk about all that real quick here. First of all, nickel 245, there's your two linemen. They're playing what we call a tight front where they're out here wide. They're playing those two techs and, and, and possibly a three tech right? And you're forcing isolation here. You're, what you're trying to do is take the center out of the equation here with the pass rush. You're rushing four, and you want the center to struggle to be able to help. Now, if you've got a mobile quarterback and they could possibly take this thing and run it up the gut, that that's a problem. we got to think about that with Justin Fields in week one. You know, Justin Fields, I personally don't think he could hit a bull in the butt with a mop when he's throwing the football, but he is so dynamic on the ground that you got to – you really, really got to um, – when you play this drop right here, it would probably be the best way to handle it if you're going to play a cover one drop is this guy right here has really got to be ready to attack back in on the quarterback if he decides to run up the middle. And the reason being is because you've got these big boys in here and they're trying to eliminate the center from the equation, right? Everybody's trying to take uh, a run at the quarterback and you want to try to play at least even with a four-man rush, Right. Um, if you can get plus one, great, but it's, it's damn near impossible to get plus one when you got five guys blocking four, obviously. But you're trying to take the center out of the equation there. Now, man coverage, right? Let's talk about that for a second. What does that mean? <clears throat> We're in a man cover one drop. This is going to be man here. He's got the one. All right, let me talk about this. Sometimes you'll hear three by ones. You'll hear, you know, two by twos and all that stuff. Like right here, you've got a bunch set, right? Let me do it in, in red real quick. You've got your bunch set. And bunch sets make man coverage very difficult. And you'll see they actually had a guy beat, but luckily we had a safety over the top and some pressure got, got down as well. But there's your bunch set, okay? This one right here, I'm going to try to do this. This would be your number one receiver. Your outside receiver is considered your one, okay? The inside receiver is considered two. And then 
the next one in would be considered three. So you, you count them from the outside in. So you'll hear them say, okay, you got the one, you got the two, you got the three, right? So us in uh, man cover one drop, he's got the number one, okay? He's got the number two. He's got the number three. Now, typically when you run a bunch set, you'll run a switch concept with it where players will actually, the, the routes will intersect, they'll cross to cause confusion. But nine times out of ten, you're definitely going to try to run rub routes. So the whole purpose of this tight end is to get out here and rub this guy. And he's trying to basically free this guy up right here. He wants to be able to free him up so he can get downfield. Okay. And there was a window to throw the ball, but again, hindsight's 2020. Pressures lead to pick, covers lead to sack. This is a good pressure play as well. But um, yeah, let's watch the play unfold. Well, let me do this real quick just to kind of show you. He's on the one, right? He's on the two. He's on the three. Okay. Quay is going to really buckle down and he's got the running back. And then, of course, Rasul. I think that's Rasul down there. He's got the uh, the the only receiver over there, which is a good teaching point. There's your tight end. There's your X receiver, the opposite tight end. And, of course, it's what we call boundary X, the short side of the field. So there's your isolation play over there. All right. Now, what is the drop aspect? This guy is going to drop into coverage. He's going to play in mid zone. We've also off the screen, you've got a safety back here playing deep. Okay. So that's what makes it a cover one drop is what we would call it. We cover one, here's your drop, and he's on man coverage as well. It's just a four-man rush with a safety deep, one safety on the shelf. Some people call it single high man. Some people call it hole. Um, they'll say that, you know, the linebacker's in the hole, right? There's a lot of different terminology. I would refer to this as man coverage or cover one man drop, okay? Let's roll the tape. Let's see how this happens. I want you to watch the rub up top, okay? Really key in right here. This guy's going to struggle to cover his guy, and it's because this tight end is going to run a little rub on him, okay? See how he gets in here and rubs him off, okay? Now that guy's got the seam. The ball's already out, though. This guy was coming. He was going to be open, right, down the seam, but keep in mind there is a safety back there as well, okay? So middle field closed. That's why the quarterback went to the read that he went to. I'm going to take it back just a second now. Watch the edge defender here. Okay, he's going to get pressure. I wish I knew who it was. Oh, I, I think I did figure out who it was. The, the numbers are blurry. I think this is Kingsley and Igbare. What do we always say? Pressure, pick, coverage, sack. Kingsley is going to start out wide, and then he's going to try to get inside, and you're going to see that this quarterback is forced to short arm the throw. Okay, he's not going to be able to really step into this ball and deliver it with a lot of velocity, right? This reminded me of the Devondre Campbell pick six against the Washington football team, Washington commanders, whatever you want to call them, from last year. Um, because I think it was Rashawn Gary. I can't remember who it was. Somebody got pressure in the quarterback's face, and Heineke couldn't put the velocity on the ball that's needed to really get that ball out here on the out route, okay? Now, key in on two things. Watch Kingsley, but also watch Carrington Valentine, all right? Let's start with Kingsley. Let's start with Kingsley. Watch Kingsley come in. Look at this rush. Look at that right there. That quarterback cannot deliver the ball. He cannot follow through and throw that ball the way he wants to, right? Now, pressure pick, coverage sack, right? Watch him drop back. Now this time, take your eyes off the ball, okay? Take, take your eyes completely off the ball. Take them off of Kingsley and Ibarre too. I want you to key in up top. Watch Carrington Valentine. He's in man coverage. This is what Carrington Valentine does extremely well. The reason he wasn't uh, highly scouted coming out of college because they had him play a lot of soft coverage at Kentucky. 
And believe me, everybody got frustrated with it. That's why when Carrington got drafted, I'm like, I don't really see it, right? But his measurables were good. I think he ran a 4440, if I remember correct. And, you know, the, the team's seen these kind of skills. They saw these kind of skills uh, when it comes to Carrington Valentine. But watch him in man coverage. Watch the quarterback. Ball's coming out, right? Carrington doesn't even look. He's he's not looking in here at the quarterback, right? He's in man coverage. What's he reading? He's reading this guy's hips the whole way. Let's take it back just a touch. Watch him again. Watch Carrington. He's reading the receiver, reading the receiver. Look how quick, okay? Quarterback's going to turn this thing loose. Again, he can't get rid of it the way he wants to because of Kingsley and Ibarra and the pressure. And watch Carrington Valentine close on this pass. Should have been a pick six. Again, off his hands, you can see he's as devastated as anybody. Um, Tough break. Here's Kingsley again. I'm pretty sure this is – yeah, I think that says 55. Yeah. Look at Kingsley get in here. Pressure, pick. Of course, he didn't pick it off. But, man, if Carrington takes that for a pick six, guys – and, again, some people would look at that and go, yeah, but if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas, Clayton. It, it doesn't matter that he didn't intercept the ball. The point is, look at what he showed that he could do. There's so many coaching staffs that say, I think it was Belichick that might have coined the phrase. There was someone, I think he got it from Parcells, but they said that they had scouts that were constantly saying, well, this player can't do that, and he can't do this, and he can't do that. And he said, stop talking about what they can't do and tell me what the hell they can do good so I can put them in a position to do that, right? When you when you look at, yeah, Carrington Valentine didn't close the interception, right? Could have been a huge swing, and the regular season it could have been a pick six. But when you simply look at what he did right, I mean, the back pedal looked good. The break, the reading the the receiver's hips looked phenomenal, and he had outstanding break on the ball. Those are all positive things that Carrington Valentine's showing. He's making this roster, and I'm telling you, I would not be surprised by midseason if Carrington Valentine, if we get one slight injury, I would not be surprised to see him in the lineup. I wouldn't be surprised at all. All right. Up next, we got a 34 jam, right, which basically means the nose tackle is on the center, right? He's playing zero technique. Both guards are covered by the other defensive linemen. It's a five-man front, right? And we got cover six, zone match. Okay, cover six, zone match. What does that mean? That means quarter, quarter, half. Half the field is going to be in quarters coverage, right? And the other is just going to be in half. That's how it's going to play out, okay? Now, zone match is real simple. Just like Coach Haddad said, in zone match, it's it's what they call if and then, okay? So basically, these guys know they've got a zone to cover, right? They know they're covering a specific zone, right? And as players come into that zone, they're going to latch on to them and let them go. They're not just playing spot drop where they're just covering grass. They're actually going to be covering the man as they enter and exit the zone. And what it means by if and then, if this player does this, then I do that. Then I do that right? That's what they're talking about. So this is zone match. Let's roll the tape. We get in here, little boot action. I want you to key in on our boy down here, Lucas Van Ness. Now understand this is a leap play, okay? It's not like he just absolutely annihilated the tight end, which he should be able to beat a tight end. But the way this play is designed is this tight end right here is basically going to block Lucas Van Ness, and then he's going to come out here in a leap play, okay? But keep in mind, the quicker that Van Ness can do away with him and beat him and get into the backfield, he could cut off this naked boot. That's going to affect the play. All right. So the two players I want you to key in on, Lucas Van Ness, and guess who it is? Carrington Valentine. So, again, this quarterback 
is going to simply run a boot action. Okay, he's going to boot, and he's looking just like Jordan Love. He wants space to fire this ball. They're going to try to attack in different levels down the field. This tight end is going to throw a little block, and he's going to leak out. But watch Lucas Van Ness right off the bat. Punch, pull, swim. Beautifully done. Tight end comes out off balance. The quarterback has no, no choice now, no choice whatsoever other than I've got to get rid of this freaking ball because this big boy right here, Hercules, is bearing down quick, right? So here you see the boot action. He dumps it off. Watch Carrington Valentine close. Guys, I'm telling you, he did it in Cincy too. He did it in Cincy too. You've seen him upend a running back catching the ball out of the backfield. This kid is physical. Watch Carrington the whole way here. Now, again, keep in mind what he's playing is zone match, okay? Zone match. Watch him. He's dropping. See, he's got his guy. If and then, right? If this guy breaks out, then I cover him, right? But that that receiver is going down the field, right? So if and then. If he goes down the scene, then I cover the flat. Zone match principles. If and then. Guess who's attacking the flat? The tight end on the league. Watch Carrington close. If and then. If he does that, then I'm coming through and peeling that cap. Look at that. The kid can play man coverage. The kid plays with instinct, right? The kid's a spark plug. The kid can tackle. Kid can do everything. And again, it's preseason. It's training camp. I got you. We got to keep saying it. But He's looking good, man. <laughs> I'm I'm so excited to watch him play this year. I really, really am. I, I, I don't want any injuries to happen, but when he rotates in, I'm going to come up off my couch when he gets his first interception. I'm telling you guys, it's going to freaking happen. Carrington Valentine, if he makes this roster, when he makes this roster, you're going to see him affect games this year, especially with fresh legs and as hungry as he is. He's an absolute spark plug. All right, let's go to the next play. This one, we're kind of coming back to uh, some more offense. We're going 11 ace. Uh, no, that's it. This is the first play we started with. All right, cool. Again, I, I had no idea where we started, where we finished. So I'm trying to uh, <laughs> trying to keep up myself, man. I'm so unorganized. It's it's pathetic. But uh, all right, we're gonna go to the uh, go to the chat real quick. Make sure we didn't miss anything. Just want to give everybody a shout out and and thank them for uh, hopping in here and talking ball with us. Uh, just jumping on on a Sunday morning before we uh, kind of get the day going. Looks like, like I said, we had Adam in the chat. We had Jacob in the chat, overpowered by Funk, Jarrell, or Gerald. I'm sorry if I'm uh, mispronouncing that. Got Kevin in the chat from Scani, Warrior. Oh, look at this, Warrior. Okay, all right. <laughs> I love how these random teams, I'm assuming him saying who that, that's a Saints fan. I love how the randoms come in here and watch the stream. Hey, man, we appreciate the support, dude. Appreciate the support for sure. So let's see here. Uh, uh, Phaedrus, I think is how you say it. Um, said Dylan looks primed for a big season. Um, yeah, man, he's uh, he's looking like that talking that is uh, that talking to that his wife gave him work, man. I don't know if you guys heard about that, but I think it was Cassidy Hill on her podcast talked about it and said that um, that she pulled up tape from his rookie year and from Boston College and said we need this guy back on the field again. I was like, dang, dude, all right, go get him, go get him. Um, let's see here. Uh, anybody else in the chat? We need to. Um, Highlight. Okay, let's see. Uh, Phaedrus says the same thing. Valentine was a draft steal. I think he was, man. I think he's going to be solid. I think he's going to be a great player. I'm excited to uh, to see him kind of grow within this defense and see what uh, Joe Barry can do with him. Probably going to see a little more man coverage this year. 
Um, it's bittersweet for me. I know a lot of fans were calling for more man coverage, but just understand that uh, with man coverage will come explosive plays. There may there may be some some big plays on defense too, some picks, right? Uh, more turnovers. It could be. There may be situations where on those uh, third down conversions, they don't, uh, or even second down conversions, they're playing snug, and that's going to make people happy. But with that snug look, you're going to get beat deep occasionally. So we got to kind of be careful what we wish for. But regardless of what they decide to do, I think Carrington's going to end up playing a role in this defense by the end of the year. It may not happen in the first half of the year, but it's going to be coming. All right. So we're going to get out of here, guys. We're already uh, at the 52 minute mark. We actually did pretty good. Not bad. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. We'll get these clips cut up so you can watch them in shorter version uh, here a little a little later um, in the day. And then, of course, we'll be back tonight at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern for our uh, Packers Total Access Live, kind of the weekly recap, and get on here and talk a little ball with you guys and talk about the roster cuts coming up on Tuesday, of course. We'll probably try to do our roster prediction on Monday evening maybe. I try not to dive too much into the 53 because, for me, when you get to the bottom half of the roster, the player, the, the talent is so evenly matched that, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to be boring, but – I'm kind of like coming from the perspective of I trust the coaching staff. Why am I sitting here trying to guess who's going to make the roster, right? It just doesn't really matter to me. I would rather spend time breaking down the tape, and I got a ton more film to watch from this game specifically and some of the training camp stuff that's uh, that's been leaked out. So definitely want to go back and check that stuff out rather than trying to predict a roster. So anyway, thank you guys for taking time to hang out with me this morning. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of today, a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go back up. The power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Tell the tackle, the defensive end, if he's over, if he's back, you drive down the first man to his inside. Pull back and get him. Take the first man outside the offense. No one shows. Go right by them and feel this back. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, that's inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley.